Dan Radio Style, hope everybody out there is having themselves a great day. Are you tired of being poor? Are you tired of not having enough money, not being able to meet the demands that you have, not even being able to get ahead and excel and actually be able to finally buy nicer things or actually start to invest money in better ways to bring more revenue into your life? If that's something you're interested in, one, this book, definitely want to check it out. There's a link below if you want to see at least what the book is, but it's The uh, Richest Man in Babylon. Excellent book. Highly recommend it. Link below. One of the most important things about the concept of being poor is understanding kind of where we're coming at it from. And I see kind of two different ways that a lot of us tend to come at manifesting or manifesting wealth. Some of us just want the gold. A lot of us, I kind of think of it as sort of the lotto thinking. And again, nothing wrong with winning the lottery, but it's that I want a giant pile of money. I want it dropped on me now. And I want to be able to, you know, be rich. And that's one way that people tend to come at it. Then there's another side that realizes that it's a process, that manifesting is a creation, a creative process, and that wealth is actually an accumulation, a wealth process, a wealth growth. It's an actual process. It's something that you get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger at. Now, when you understand that it really is a process, when you accept that the idea of becoming wealthy, now, again, you might win the lotto. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that's not possible. But what I am saying is, if you're not prepared to deal with wealth, if you don't understand the principles of money, the principles of being able to be wealthy, and how to deal with having money and not wasting it, if you understand those principles, then even if you win the lotto, you'll be able to deal with it. But if not, and if you go more of the path that many go, where you go through an expansion, where you go through a growth where you go through these five laws, really, at least that's kind of what I, yeah, the first law of gold, the five laws of gold. If you use these, if you practice these, you will get the gold. The gold will show. The money will show. Now, I want to clarify right off the bat, the very, very first one is one that's a little frustrating for many. The very first one is the most important. The very first law is the most important law of them all. And if this one is a hard one for you, I want you to give me at least enough time to talk through this one law. And if you dislike what I've got to say at that point, then go ahead and bail from the, the show, the channel, whatever you got to do. But give me at least a chance to explain how this one works. Because it kind of goes against some of the beliefs that people hold when it comes to manifesting. So the first law of gold, gold cometh gladly and in increasing quantity to any man who will put by not less than one-tenth of his earnings to create an estate for his future and that of his family. Essentially, put aside 10% of every single thing you make. A lot of us, whoa, a lot of us are like, dude, damn, I can't, can't just take 10% and shove it off. And actually, if most of us take a look at how we're living, at what's going on in our life, I disagree. If you can put 10% aside every single time you put it in savings and you don't touch it. You put 10% aside and look at how much you have left. Now, a lot of us living paycheck to paycheck, we might be able to make a couple small cuts to be able to, um, to actually put the 10% aside and then still take care of our needs. Now, the reason a lot of us are like, why would I want to do that necessarily? Because a couple awesome things happen as you start accumulating wealth. 
albeit slowly at first. It might be very slowly at first, but it is something, and something is way the hell more than nothing. Now, what starts to happen is twofold. One, you have more wealth in the bank. You look at the bank and you're like, dude, I got $1,000 in there. Oh my gosh, I'm actually doing pretty good. Oh yeah. And you feel wealthier just by the very nature that when you look in the bank or when you look under your mattress or when you kick open that little hole in the wall and you're like, ah, stacks of honeys, right? Like when you see the money there, you feel wealthier. Bam. So when it comes to law of attraction, feeling like you have it already, rule number one. Rule number one. So rule number one on the gold, figure out a way to feel like you're already wealthy. It's very hard to feel wealthy when you have no money. Figure out a way. 10%. Doesn't matter. The 10% first happens. Boom. Get paycheck. You get some sort of money from somewhere. You get a dividend check. You get whatever you get. Doesn't matter. Whatever stream of income that comes to you, 10% of it, no less, can be more, but no less than 10% you put into a savings account. If you can do that, then the second thing starts to happen. And that is, as you amass more and more into that account, as you amass more and more money, not just feeling more wealthy, which it probably directly correlates to, but you actually start attracting more money. More opportunities start showing up to those who have money. It's the way it works. Now, from a manifesting standpoint, again, what you have already is what we're manifesting. We're manifesting what we are. So this is a way to get money to a place where you are wealthy. A lot of people hate this. This is the rule number one, 10%. I've been doing it sort of lately, like as of like a month ago, I started doing it religiously. But like for years, nah, it was like occasionally I'd throw some money in savings and always kind of had enough. But what I've already immediately started to see within just a little over a month's time is an accumulation and things are happening and opportunities are already starting to show up in my life. 10%, you put it aside already right off the bat, things start changing in your life. If you don't think you can even do that, the next four rules really don't matter. Frankly, they don't. Because if you don't have an amassing of gold, if you're not actually thinking down the road of where I'm going to be when I can't work anymore, where I'm going to be down the road, and a lot of us are like, well, figure it out then. Nah, you got to figure it out now. And that's, again, the difference. The people that have amassed wealth don't just say, I'll do it then. They don't procrastinate. They take care of it now. It is a powerful lesson to learn. The second law of gold, gold laboreth diligently and contentedly for the wise owner who finds for it profitable employment, multiplying even as the flocks of the field. When you have gold and start amassing it, that savings account, now you start to get the ability to be able to get that money to work for you. Now, maybe you start small. There's a couple little uh, little extra savings percentage things I bought. I forget what they're called, but you know, you, you tie up your money for a year and you know, you get a higher interest rate. I bought a couple of those. I'm like, ah, I got some money. Might as well put it to use, right? So now I've already got some money working for me. I've granted a 401k. I've got the equity in the house, but it's something to start doing. Getting your money to work for you. When you finally have money, you can invest it. When you invest money wisely, and we'll get into that with the next rules, but when you invest wisely, you increase that money. 
So not only did you have a pile of money that you've managed to put 10% towards every day, and now it's an actual pile, but on top of that, you've got an additional stream of revenue that's coming from some investment that you used with your pile of money. In fact, and you'll take 10% of that and add it as well as its revenue. But you will continue to add. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And again, as you have more and more and more wealth, it's like if I'm a billionaire, I made 1% more this year than I did last year. That's a significant amount of money. If I am a person that made 70000 last year and I made 1% more than last year, eh, it's the same percentage, but it's a certainly lot less money. Third law, gold clingeth to the protection of the cautious owner who invests it under the advice of men wise in its handling. Meaning, if you're going to invest money in something, you're going to get into some business. Say you're going to start getting into stocks. Do you talk to some dude that has an idea that took a course and read a couple books and thinks he's really smart, but he's never actually demonstrated his ability to make money in the stock market? And he's got all sorts of ideas. He'll tell you everything under the sun. Or do you talk to an actual money manager whose proven track record shows that they know what the heck they're talking about? Or do you try to get involved in a business that you know nothing about with someone that also knows nothing about it? Or do you maybe have some knowledge or interest in a certain area and you're getting into that business? Now, again, that's the difference. When you invest your money poorly, when you put it into places that you don't know, don't understand, you will lose that money. That 10% that you've been putting aside and now you've got it working for you, when you start dumping it off into bad places, bad things happen to your money. So you've got to be careful. You've got to make sure you don't invest in things that you don't understand, or at least you're being advised by someone who does understand. If someone's got advice for you, but they don't necessarily know it, or they haven't demonstrated it, then don't take their advice. It's not advice. It's their opinion. And that is a much, much different thing. If they're wise and they know what they're doing, their advice will help you greatly. Listen to their counsel. The fourth law. Gold slippeth away from the man who invests it in a business or purposes with which he is not familiar or which are not approved by those skilled in his keep. Kind of similar to the other one. Long story short, you want to try to keep yourself from investing in things that shouldn't. Back to the original lottery thing. What happens to a lot of lotto winners is they get all this money, but they don't understand wealth. They don't understand money. They don't understand how it works. They don't understand the fact that they got a one lump sum payment and now they don't really have revenue, right? So you got to figure out a way to get it to start working for you or it's going to dwindle. People come out of the woodworks that have investment ideas all over the place and you find that you just bought yourself a bridge over a creek that cost you a million dollars. Not a very good investment. That happens when you're not familiar with these practices. So making sure that you're not just giving away money on silly investments, uh, giving away money without actually knowing what you're talking about, the last rule, but giving away money in these silly sorts of ways is how you keep from losing it. You invest it wisely. You invest it with people that understand what you're investing it in. You understand that no matter what, you have to get your principal back and then some. If there is a risk of losing your principal, in most cases, the idea of doing the investment is a no-go. Period. And that's the other thing that sometimes happens is you end up chasing the larger money. And that's what the fifth gold rule is. 
that simple money, if it's too easy, right? If it seems too easy, it probably is. There's a reason for that. Gold flees the man who would force it in possible earnings or followeth the alluring advice of tricksters and schemers or who trust it in its own inexperience and romantic desires and investment. And again, you're seeing a very key thing here. One, amass wealth. First rule. If you're not doing that, you're blowing it badly. And then... Two, let's get your money working for you. Those two rules are how you make money. Problem is, it's very easy to make mistakes with rule number two. Very easy to make mistakes. So that's why rule number three, four, and five exist. Be cautious of where you invest. Make sure you talk to people that have your best interests and their best interests at heart. Make sure Always, the principal is coming back to you, no matter what, and then some. Investing wisely, putting it places that it will grow and can grow, is smart investing. These are the five laws of attracting gold in your life. Truly following these five things, your wealth will start to increase, one, immediately, because you're already putting 10% aside, Two, you will immediately start to feel differently. The whole idea of now I've got money. The first month you go through it and you realize, yes, I can put 10% aside. I can pay me first no matter what and make sure my future me has some money coming to him. When you make sure you do that, wealth accumulates, grows, and exponentially starts to go up. Keep working on it. This is a great book. If you guys want to check out a fantastic book, it's actually my favorite three right below. These books are great. Check them out. Give it a go. I kid you not, the second you start following rule one, you will start to already feel different. Once you have money, a lot of things start to open up in your life because you have money. Give yourself that chance. Make the effort to give yourself that chance. Once you've done that, the rest starts to become easier and easier and easier. Make sure you find your wealth. Dan Radio Style.